Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. Let me just prophesy to you something good is going to happen to you today. Hmm. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Tongues of Fire, my brand new book, Tongues of Fire. It'll transform your life from the inside out. 101 Supernatural Benefits of Praying in the Holy Spirit. You're going to want to check that out wherever you get books. Make sure you send in your receipt through jenniferleclair.org slash tongues to take advantage of my exclusive bonus material. Amen. I'm coming to you live from South Florida. Our church, Awakening House of Prayer, is here. And I'm there on Sundays preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils all day long. My heart, our heart, is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. We've got testimonies from all over the world. Give me a year of your life and apply the word I'm teaching and watch the transformation. You've got three opportunities every week to encounter God and his word. The first service, 1047 a.m., deep prophetic worship, relevant message. Check it out. Plan your visit at awakeninghouseofprayer.com or watch online at ahop.online. It's free to register. But you can go deeper with me. Tap into all my AHOP online archives, my virtual life group, virtual prayer line, virtual pastoral care, virtual healing rooms, virtual prophecy rooms. It is virtual. It's digital. But it's powerful. It's dunamis. Go over there, go deeper, ahop.online slash webchurch and become official today. The second service is School of the Spirit at Ahop. We're going into the deeper things of God. The current series is The Voice of God, schoolofthespirit.tv slash voice of God. And that third service promptly starts at four. It's an equipping, a training, School of Prayer, School of the Seers, School of Spiritual Warfare, School of Deliverance, School of Prophecy. All the schools are taught in that third service, come on by. We'd be glad to see you. Today's devotion comes from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. And today's devotion is titled, Think About the Things That Concern God. Think about the things that concern God. And here's what I heard the Holy Spirit say. Stop thinking about the things that concern you, the challenges, the problems, the mistakes, and start thinking instead about the things that concern Christ and his kingdom. Let me just stop there. When we're going through hell, our mind is set on hell. When we're going through challenges, our mind is set on the challenges. When we're going through trials, many times, if we're not careful, our mind is set on the trial, on the stress. But God is saying, stop thinking about the things that concern you, <laughs> the challenges, the problems, the mistakes, and start thinking instead about things that concern Christ and his kingdom. And the Lord says, I assure you that as you shift your focus off yourself and onto him, he will turn his attention to those things that concern you. He has you covered. And the Holy Spirit says he has your challenges and problems figured out and is working all of them out for your betterment as you stay prayerful. And the Lord says, so concern yourself with one thing, following Jesus completely, and trust that he cares about what you care about. He will not leave you helpless, says the Lord. 
Come on, that's a good word. Find the scripture references in the devotional mornings with the Holy Spirit. Pick up your copy wherever books are sold. Now, the prayer starter, I don't want to be selfish. Lord, I want to be selfless. I am determined to get my mind off myself and keep my mind on you and on helping people come to know the one who loves them. Will you help me stay focused on you instead of myself? And of course, his answer is, amen. I will. I'm for you and I'll help you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for who you are. (laughs) You are the God who sits on the throne high above the circle of the earth, looking down upon your creation and smiling over us. So we give you our smile today. God, we give you the sacrifice of a smile. Those who are walking through wilderness times, walking through the desert, walking through sickness and disease, walking through addiction and humiliation, they're walking through God. We're going to give you the sacrifice of a smile. Your word tells us to offer the sacrifice of praise. (laughs) So we're going to praise you. We're going to be cheerful givers. We're going to sacrifice a smile. We're going to smile at you just like you're smiling upon us. Because you are worthy of our smile. Come on. Somebody smile real big. God, you are worthy of our smile. You're looking down on us with a smile, a big smile on your face because you like us. You love us. You are pleased with us in Christ. You look at us in Christ. You see us through the blood of Jesus and you love us with an undying, unfailing love. Your love never fails. So we give you the sacrifice of a smile. We give you the sacrifice of praise. We give you the sacrifice of a cheerful uh, cheer of the cheerful giver sowing into your kingdom. Words of life. Hmm. Shabbat I see something. Pray with me. I saw a dark cloud of oppression trying to creep into some of your atmospheres. And that's why sometimes one moment you're feeling fine. You're feeling like you're got it all together. Even in the midst of the trial, the next moment, here come the clouds. Here come the vain imaginations. But the Lord would say to you today, focus on me and my glory clouds will displace the dark clouds of oppression in your atmosphere, says the Lord. Start to focus on me and the dark clouds cannot stay. They cannot stand. They cannot influence your mind or your mouth says the Lord focus on me and my glory and you will begin to see me in my glory says the Lord and when you see me as I am high 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 above and exalted over your problems exalted over your trauma exalted over your pain when you see me as I am the darkness will flee because my light will illuminate your heart says the Lord and you will begin to recall what I said to you in the past season You will begin to remember the promise that got you into this fight to begin with, says the Lord. For the Lord, for the enemy comes to snatch the word out of your heart, to choke it out of your heart, to sow uh, tears in your field, says the Lord. Do not let him, but look upon me, gaze upon my beauty, understand my glory, and my glory clouds will push out of your atmosphere the dark clouds of the wicked one that threaten to overtake you, says the Lord. Come on. Come on. God is good. 
What cloud do we want to be enveloped in? That's the question. Will we allow the enemy's dark clouds of oppression to come and settle in our atmosphere? Will we allow it? Will we allow it? Will we allow it? Come on, we're the ones who allow it. Will we allow it? Will we allow it? Will we allow the enemy to do what he wants in our mind? Will we allow the enemy to do what he wants in our family? Will we allow it? Will we allow that dark cloud? No. Somebody needs to put their foot down today and say, no, Moss devil, no. No, no more, no more, no more. Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. We will gaze upon your beauty. We will bask in your glory. We will wallow in your love. We remember who we are when the enemy is trying to tell us who we're not, when the enemy is trying to morph our mind, when the enemy is trying to shape our identity. We will stand on the rock. We built our house on the rock. We built our life on the rock. We built our career on the rock. We built our family on the rock. We built it all on the rock. And when the winds of demonic, uh, when the demonic winds blow, we will not be moved. When the demonic hailstorms come, we will not be shaken. We will stand in awe of the one true living God. That is our declaration. That is our proclamation. No longer will we be overwhelmed by the overwhelming darkness that's trying to creep into our house our minds, our money, everything. Lord, we look to you. We look to you. We look to you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you raise up a standard. You fight our battles. You stand for us, not against us. So we stand for you, God. We stand with you. We're going to get on your side. Jesus, the captain of the host, appeared to Joshua and said, take off your, to take off your, Joshua's like, Who, are you for them? Or are you for me? Jesus shows up on the scene and Joshua's like, are you with me or are you with them? Who are you fighting for? And Jesus said, neither. You get on my side. Lord, we get on your side today. Come on. Come on. We're going somewhere with this. Father, help us to get on Jesus's side today. Lord, if there's anything in our mouth that is not on your side, Lord, let your let your coals of fire touch our mouth and cleanse us so that we don't continue to speak against your will when the pressure is on. Father, help us to get on your side, God. Help us to get our mind on your side, God, to get our thoughts on your side, God, to get our imaginations on your side, God. Help us to get on your side. <laughs> I know that you're for us, but we need to get on your side. We stand too much in agreement with the trial and how bad it is and how nothing's ever going to change and how it's always going to stay the same. And what you don't know what they did to me and oh, how that hurt me. And oh, Jesus, help us to get on your side. Your side is the side of restoration. Your side is the side of healing for our soul. Your side is the side of victory in every battle. Help us, Lord, to get out of the enemy's camp. With the self-pity, Jesus, help us to get out of the enemy's camp with the grumbling and the moaning and the groaning, the complaining. Help us to get out of the enemy's camp. We want to follow the cloud by day and the fire by night, not the fire that of hell that was released through our mouth when we agreed with the enemy. We got in his camp. We started bickering, we started fussing, we started gossiping, we started complaining, we started feeling so sorry for ourselves. We want to be in your camp, God. Help us get the sin out of our camp. Help us to get the sin out of our mouth. Help us to get the sin out of our mind.
We want to believe in you fully, fully, fully. Your word tells us if we have faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed, Jesus, we can speak to this mountain and say, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and it shall be done for them. We don't need mountain moving faith to move a mountain. We just need the mustard seed faith. We just need the pure faith. We just need a little bit of pure faith. And you've given it to us. <laughs> you gave us the measure of faith. You gave it to us. You gave us the measure of faith. You've given it to us. We have everything we need to succeed. So no longer will we agree with what the enemy says about us. No longer will we agree with what the enemy says about our circumstances, about the battle we're fighting, about the trial we're going through. No longer will we let our mouth come into agreement with the wicked one. But we, our mouth will come into agreement with the wonderful one, the God of signs and wonders. Lord, help our unbelief. Help us to get the unbelief out of our mouth, out of our heart. It's what comes out of a man's mouth, out of a woman's mouth that defiles them. We want to stop defiling our lives with the words of our mouth that came because of the doubt in our heart. I said, Lord, help us. We want to stop defiling our life, defiling our victory, defiling our family, defiling our career with words that came out of our mouth because of what was in our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in our heart comes out of our mouth. So, Father, do a heart surgery on us today. Help us. Help us, Lord, get that unbelief out of our heart. Get that skepticism out of our heart. Get the doubt out, God. Get the bitterness out, God. Get the unforgiveness out, God. Get out of us. Purge us of everything that hinders love. Get the fear out of our heart, God. Because out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks and the enemy shows us terrible things. He shows us worrisome things. He shows us fearful things. And we just got to speak it out of our mouth. We just keep, we keep agreeing with the wrong spirit. Lord, you, your spirit is the only truth-giving spirit. You are the spirit of truth. Jesus, you said you are the way, the truth, and the life. And we want to agree with your spirit, not some other spirit. So help us, purge us, get out of us anything that is causing us to come into agreement with the wrong spirit. Help us, cleanse us from the unrighteousness, the unrighteousness, the resentment, the unrighteousness of bitterness, the unrighteousness of fear and timidity, all this unrighteousness. Cleanse us, God. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse our tongues, cleanse our hearts. Make us holy, even as you are holy. We need your help. We want to be on your side. <laughs> we want to be on your side. We want to get on your side. Your side is the winning side. You've never lost a battle, not one time ever. You're not capable of losing. <laughs> You're the glorious, victorious warrior God. You're not capable of losing. <laughs> You're not capable of losing. You've won every battle. You'll always win every battle. You're coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. You are victorious. And we are in you. And that means we are marked for victory. I declare you are marked for victory. I declare you will not lose that next fight. I declare as you keep your eyes on Jesus, he will lead you to the battle line with a strategy to overcome and recover all.
I declare that you are going to be prosperous in the trial, prosperous in the famine, prosperous in the warfare. I thank you, Jesus. I declare that everything you put your hand to, it prospers. I declare that your mind is prospering. Your soul is prospering. Your imaginations are prospering. Your reasonings are prospering. Your intellect is prospering. Your family is prospering. Your children are prospering. Your career is is prospering. I declare in Jesus' name that your eyes are wide open to see the will of the one true living God. I declare deception has no portion in your soul. I declare that you will be led forth by the Spirit of God and by truth. He leads you and guides you everywhere you go. I declare your steps are ordered by the Lord and every stumbling block that has been put in your path by a demon power will be exposed before it has the opportunity to prosper. I declare that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare that everywhere you go, you find the favor of the Lord. I declare that you see, you see, you see, you see what God's trying to show you. I declare any blinders the enemy has erected over your life are being dismantled even now as the light of the gospel shines in your heart in Jesus name. I declare restoration of everything the enemy stole seven times, seven times, seven times. I declare reconciliation in relationships in which the enemy meddled. I declare that relationships that were broken will be reformed and be stronger than ever, stronger than ever, stronger than ever. I declare every prodigal must come home, wake up, come back in Jesus' name. I declare there's promotions in your purview. There is increase on the horizon. There is expansion in your mouth. Father, would you help us today to declare your will over our lives? Help us today to say what you're saying about us, to say what you're saying about our circumstances, to say what you're saying about our health, about our family, about our finances. Help us to keep your word in our mouth, speaking forth faith declarations that shift atmospheres, that shift circumstances, that shift problems, that bring answers, that activate angels on assignment for our behalf. We thank you, Lord, today that your word shall continually remain in our mouth. We will live, we will live, we will live by every word that comes out of your mouth and we will declare, we will declare, we will declare what you said to us in the secret place. We will speak it forth with a boldness knowing that your will shall be done. You'll watch over your word to perform it. You are not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. If you said it, you meant it, you will bring it to pass. Help us, Lord, to get out of your way, to get our mouth out of your way, and to get our mouth in agreement with the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, he is our high priest the high priest of our confession. So help us say the same thing Jesus is saying about us. Help us, Lord, to get the, the, the seeds of the enemy out of our heart once and for all so they don't manifest a wicked harvest. But we decree and declare that the harvest of the Lord is coming unto us, the pent-up harvest, everything the enemy held back, everything the enemy stole, everything the enemy delayed and hindered. I thank you, Lord 
Lord, that your angels of abundant harvest are going to reap the harvest that is due to us and deliver it to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Come on, somebody thank him with me today. Let his praises be continually in your mouth until you see the promise. Let his praises continue to shape your atmosphere until you see the shift. Let the praises of God coming out of your very spirit, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Let those praises cause the enemy's ears to just hurt and let them rise in pain because we're breaking every chain. We're breaking every bondage. We're breaking it all with the words of God coming out of our mouth. His weapons never fail. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, did you get that today? What are you declaring? What are you declaring out of your mouth? You can't lose unless you just want to. You know how you lose many times because you give up. Why do you give up? Because you're overwhelmed. Why are you overwhelmed? Because you're listening to the wrong voice. Why are you listening to the wrong voice? Because you're not spending enough time in the secret place to get God's battle plan, to get a strategy, to get the understanding, the wisdom, the revelation that you need so that you can speak words out of your mouth that combat the, the, the words of the enemy being spoken over your life. You can't lose unless you want to. I said, you can't lose unless you want to. Somebody share this right now. Immediately share this right now. Quickly share this right now. We're transitioning into the next segment. You can't lose. God is commanding your victory. I need you to share this quickly with somebody right now. Come on. Come on. Who's with me this morning? Come on, let me read you a scripture. The devil is a liar. I said, the devil is a liar. Please. You might fall down, but you'll get back up again. The righteous man falls down seven times, but he gets back up. You weren't made for for defeat. You were created for victory. You were created in victory, by victory, for victory. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 you were created by victory, in victory, for victory. <laughs> you were created in victory, by victory, for victory. The enemy's trying to mess with my broadcast. I bind you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read you a scripture. Scripture. All kind of weird noises coming in my, in my headset. The devil is a liar. You're about to break free. You're about to be so free. You've never been so free. You're not going to know how to feel about it because you've never had this kind of freedom before. When you get this message in your heart, there's not going to be any stopping you. You're going to stay with your head held high, loving God, praising his name, the sacrifice of a smile. Let me read you the scripture. It's in Psalm 44, verse 4. Psalm 44, verse 4, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation right now. You are my king and my God. You command victories for Israel. Now, we're not replacing Israel, but if he commanded a victory for Israel, who are his people, he will command a victory for us, who are his people. 
You are my king and my God who decrees victories. Amplified says, you are my king, O God. Command victories and deliverance. Christian Standard says, you are my king, my God, who ordains victories. Are you sort of catching the, the, the drift here? He's commanding victories. He's ordaining victories. He's decreeing victories. It's already been decreed. Your victory has already been decreed. God's not trying to make up his mind whether or not he's going to bring victory to you in this battle. He's not sitting in heaven weighing the scales and saying, well, were they good enough? Did they earn it? Let me just set you free. You can't earn it. It all comes from God. You can do your part. You know what your part is? Trust him. Believe him. If he gives you a specific instruction, do it. Let me just say this. Keep your seed in the ground. Some of you go through trials of all sorts, traumas of all sorts, and suddenly you stop sowing. And your sowing many times breaks the enemy's back. We have to do what God says to do in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the war, in the midst of the trauma, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of it all. We must still obey God. He loves us. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. But I'll tell you, your victory has already been commanded. Your victory has already been ordained. Your victory has already been decreed. It's already been organized. God's not preparing the victory for you. The victory has already been won. Jesus died to pay the price on the cross. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He put the principalities and the powers to shame. Your victory is already paid for. I said your victory is already paid for. It's already paid for. But you have to believe it. And sometimes you have to run to a battle line. And sometimes you just have to worship him till it's done. And sometimes you just have to thank him until you see it. And sometimes and sometimes and sometimes there's many strategies. But the baseline is this, believing God. He knows you're going to slip. He knows you're going to fall. He knows you're going to stumble. He knows you're going to say dumb stuff. Will you fight the good fight of faith? Will you believe God? Will you believe him? So, Father, we thank you today that we can't lose unless we just want to. And I know that everyone listening to the sound of my voice, they're not losers. They're winners. I'm praying today with a bunch of winners, not whiners, winners, not warriors, winners. I'm praying today with the people who are strong in the Lord and the power of your might, God. So I thank you, Lord, today that you help us remember that the victory has already been bought. It's been paid for. It's been won was won by, by Jesus on the cross. You are the God of justice. Avenge me of my adversaries, Lord. Some of you need to adopt this prayer. Avenge me of my adversaries, Lord. Come on. There's some battles that only God himself can fight. All you have to do is ask him, thank him, trust him, believe him, put your hope in him. Those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. You are my king, my God, who ordains victories. Thou art my king, O God, command deliverance. You are my king, for you commanded concerning the salvation of my people. I thank you, Lord, that you give victory to your people. You are our victory. You've never lost a battle. So we get on your side and we decree our victory. We decree in line with your word, our breakthrough. You are working in our midst. You are the strong and mighty God. You've never lost a battle. You love us too much to leave us hanging. You are not a man that you should lie. You put your word above your name. 
You put your word above your name. You put your word above your name because if your word is no good, your name doesn't mean much. And a good name is rather to be chosen. So thank you, Lord. We believe in you. We trust you. We're not going to be shaken. Your word says the righteous will never be shaken. We repent for allowing the enemy to shake us. But I thank you, Lord, that even in the shaking, you will get something good out of it. You will teach us something. You will show us something new, a new aspect of your glory, your beauty, your victory. We're going to learn. We're going to learn as we walk through the fire. We're going to learn as we walk through the water. We're going to learn more about your faithfulness. You're faithful. Even when we're not faithful, you're faithful. And we give you the sacrifice of a smile. We give you the sacrifice of praise. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're doing, what you're going to do. We anticipate the victory. We anticipate the breakthrough. With a holy excitement and a holy fervor, we will not be talked out of what you told us, God. We will not be talked out of your promises, God. That subtle, crafty creature who slid into the garden will not deceive us anymore, God. We're not listening to that whisper anymore. We're going to listen to your whisper. We're going to believe your word. We're going to do this your way because your ways are higher. Your ways are better. Avenge us of our adversaries, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, praise him. Thank him. Praise him. Thank him. Praise him. Thank him. I'm going to tell you something today that the Lord's been talking to me about for the last couple of weeks. And if this is for you, you can take it. If it's not for you, just disregard it. Okay. If this is for you, then, then here you'll bear witness to it. If this is for you. Okay. If it's not for you, don't worry about it. Not everything I say is for everybody. I'm not one of those prophets that get on there and pretend like everything I say applies to every single person. It doesn't work that way. But there's enough people on this broadcast that I've been led this morning. The Holy Spirit reminded me of something. And I've got to remind somebody else. But this word's not just for one person. This word's for a lot of people. Listen, sometimes, and I alluded to it earlier in the broadcast, but it's so heavy on me. I would be disobedient if I didn't share this. I would be disobedient if I didn't share this. So I need to share this. And don't let it offend you. It's not meant to offend you. Sometimes the word of God offends people. Here's the thing, what I've noticed. Many times when people go through battles, especially prolonged battles, whether it's a prolonged health battle, not everybody does this, but some people do. Maybe, maybe they're grieving. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe they've been through a betrayal. Maybe, maybe they, they, there's a, a, work, a, a career battle and you're working just day and night, night and day. Maybe you've got a financial battle and you, you're just scrounging just to, just to get by and just believe in the Lord. The, pro, the mistake that many people make is they're asking God to fight their battles, but then they're, they're not keeping a seed in the ground. And we're not paying the Lord to fight our battles. Please don't get me wrong. We're not paying the Lord. He doesn't need your money. What he needs is your obedience. And when we, we pull our seed back in the midst of a trial, when we don't keep a seed in the ground, what we're saying is, you know, I don't really trust you, Lord. How can we trust him, Jesus, how can we trust him to, to, to bring us great deliverance in the battle if we don't trust him with the seed? And many people, especially when they go through financial battles or financial setbacks, they, they stop putting their seed in the ground. And what happens is 
you're basically coming out of agreement with God. We need to try to come into agreement with the full counsel of God. That means we don't stop sowing in the drought. We don't stop sowing in the trial. We don't stop sowing in the grief. We don't stop sowing in the pain. We don't stop sowing in the betrayal. We don't stop sowing when, when we don't stop. You should never stop sowing. If you stop sowing, you'll stop reaping. You'll be a you know why some of you have a season of drought in your life is because there was a season where you stopped sowing and we want to blame it on the devil. But what if it wasn't the devil? What if the reason why we had we, we, we walked into financial famine wasn't because of the devil, but because we didn't put a seed in the ground? Some people go into financial famine because they're lazy. They don't want to work. Some people go into financial famine because they, 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 they made a bad business decision and God tried to tell them and they didn't listen. They couldn't hear it. They were convinced. But some people go into financial drought and financial famine because they didn't keep a seed in the ground. And the enemy doesn't care if you were too hurt and wounded in that, sea, in that season to put a seed in the ground. It doesn't matter. You still reap what you sow. God's still going to provide for you because he loves you. I'm talking about walking in abundance. And there's some people here that just need to hear that. And I'm not trying to offend you. You need to give your tithes to your church. I'm not trying to take your tithe. If you're not in a church, well, you put your tithe wherever. There was a period of my life where I wasn't in a church. I still tithe. Just because you're not in a church, would you hear me? I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God. Just because you're not in, going to a church right now, because you're in transition, or because you got hurt in a church, doesn't mean you stop tithing. You find somewhere to tithe. That is the problem. Why so many people are walking in lack because they eat their seed or they're too scared. I think, well, I sowed so much last year. I don't need to sow this year. It doesn't work that way. Yesterday's seed doesn't, doesn't count for today. We're not supposed to ever come into the presence of the Lord without a seed. Your ties need to go to the storehouse where you're being fed. Your offerings can go anywhere. And I just hope that helps some of you today. That's right. Isaac sowed at the time of famine and reaped a hundredfold the same year. And somehow the enemy talks us out of that when we're in a battle, we're in a legal battle, and we wanted, we're so caught up in the day-to-day, -day, we forget to sow. Well, the enemy is distracting you from sowing. It's not that you, some of you, it's not that you don't have a heart to sow. It's just you forget, or you're scared about the future. I might not have money tomorrow if I sow today. No, you won't have money tomorrow if you don't sow today. God's going to provide for you, but you might just be on barely getting by street. You see all the Christians that are on barely getting by street. There's a reason for that. It's either because they have a lack mentality or they have a lack mouth or because they don't sow or because they have bad spending habits, right? There's a reason for it. We're supposed to be walking in abundance. Amen. Amen. God is good. I just had to share that. I don't know. I, I, you know, I think it's for all of us because I'm sure we've all done that at some point. I don't think I've ever done that my whole, my whole life of Christianity. I've never, never, never. And I think this is one of the reasons why I'm so prosperous. As soon as the Lord convicted me of this principle, I, there, I've never not sown. I, I, I can say that in all honesty. I've never not tithed since I've been a Christian, since, since about six months, three, four, five, six months into Christianity. The Lord showed me, and I've never been taught it, and I've always sowed, and I've always given offerings. And I believe that's why I'm so prosperous. Listen. Your tithe goes to your church. But your offerings could go anywhere. If this broadcast is helping you and you want to sow a seed today that's going to help us uh, go into the nations of the earth with the word of God, we want to give you 30 seconds to do that before we move on. We do this every day because some people say, well, how can I sow? But today, you know, I just felt so strong before I got on the prayer broadcast this morning. Somebody needed to hear that. 
You can sow today to jenniferleclair.org slash missions. You can sow via Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign prophetic books. Dollar sign prophetic books. You can use the text to give. Text the word pray. Sow where you grow. That's right. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal. PayPal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. PayPal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. This helps us to uh, feed hungry children and help rescue sex traffic victims and so much more that we're involved in. It also helps us keep this broadcast on the air. It helps us pay our salaries of our staff so that we can keep producing material that blesses you. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. And Father, I thank you that as we sow today, you're going to unlock wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. You're gonna, you, we, we don't want to live in a word family. We want to live in a, an abundance of revelation. So as we sow today, God, I thank you, Lord, that you use this seed to propagate the gospel in the nations, to propagate prayer in the nations to help people who need help the most and that you'll multiply this back to the givers in Jesus name. Cash app is dollar sign prophetic books. So I said, what's cash app? Cash app is dollar. Sign. Somebody said, what if you don't work and live with benefits from the government? Well, I don't know what your situation is, but what I do know is that God is your source. And if, and if people use the excuse, well, I'm on a limited income, I can't tithe. You're just cutting off God's supply from your life. He'll provide for you, but you, you, you won't live in abundance without operating in the, in the principles of financial, the financial principles of the kingdom. You, if you want to benefit from God's economy, you have to be part of God's economy. Wow. Dina says, our pantry is empty right now, but I still fed a house full of boys this weekend. Jesus provided. We sow first. That's the thing. You sow first, not after everything's done and over. God doesn't need your money. He's trying to get something to you. By the way, Tom Aaron Apolliano, somebody re responded to your message about the house of prayer. In case it went in your spam that was responded to last week. I saw it. I heard about it. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. The first fruits. That's right. That is right. That is right. That is right. Amen. Remember the, the new book, Tongues of Fire? It's over there on Amazon. You can also get it on my website, Tongues of Fire, 101 Supernatural Benefits to Praying in Tongues. Check that out on Amazon or wherever you buy books online. Tongues of Fire. That's a long URL. He is the God of multiplication. I've seen it personally as well. You have to remember, you have to remember that I, when, I, when I was falsely accused of a crime I didn't commit and got out of jail, I had nothing. I was on food stamps, barely getting by. It took 13 months, but God brought me back up out of that poverty and into prosperity, and I've never looked back. It took 13 months for God to completely restore what the enemy stole. Only 13 months. 13 months is not that long of a time. God's a rewarder of the faithful. Guys, make sure you're following me on TikTok. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. 
I'm on different platforms based on what connects. Sometimes Instagram acts goofy. Sometimes my app wants to update right before I get on the broadcast. Sometimes one of my devices has run out of battery. Today, my device ran out of battery and my backup device was out of battery. So, but I'm always on Facebook and YouTube. All right, guys, let me go. I'm going to head out. Remember, awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement. Ignitenow.org. Got my prophetic network. Check that out. Get involved in the School of the Spirit. And if you're in South Florida, get on over to Awakening House of Prayer. And for the, the you worship leaders who have small worship communities, you want to stoke an Awakening House of Prayer in your city. Awakening House of Prayer is not a church. We birth the church. Awakening House of Prayer is, an, is a prayer movement. An Awakening House of Prayer, it's a, it's a prayer movement of, 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 how, of prayer houses. And if you are a worship leader and you're like, I don't want to start a church, but I want to, I want to do harp and bowl. I want to have worship. I want to have prayer. Uh, some of our Awakening House of Prayers you'll see going forward are going to have a, a stronger worship thrust. Worship is a form of prayer anyway. So check that out, awakeninghouseofprayer.com. Guys, love you. See you later. Have a breakthrough day.